Good evening. It is 7 p.m. and I'm calling the October, sorry, the November 1st um, Rent Stabilization Commission meeting to order. Uh, my name is Zakia Wright. Um, we would like to begin by acknowledging that the land on which we gather, currently known as the City of West Hollywood, is the occupied, unceded, seized territory of the Gabriel, Gabrielino Tanga and Gabrielino Quiche people. Uh, Commissioner Rory, would you like to lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance? Uh, Madam Secretary, roll call, please. Yes. Commissioner Bass? Aye. Present. Commissioner Kirpies? Here. Commissioner Martz? Here. Commissioner Rory? Present. Commissioner Topshin? Here. Vice Chair Moore? Here. Chair Wright? Present. All right, we have quorum. All right, if everyone's had a chance to review tonight's agenda, I'll entertain a motion to approve. Is there a second? Second. Um, Madam Secretary, we have a motion and a second. Will you do a roll call, please? Yes. Commissioner Bass? Yes. Commissioner Kirpies? Aye. Commissioner Martz? Aye. Commissioner Rory? Yes. Commissioner Topshin? Aye. Vice Chair Moore? Aye. Chair Wright? Aye. All right, motion passes. Approval of the minutes. If, if everyone's had a chance to review the minutes from our last meeting, which was November 12th, sorry, actually, October. September, oh my gosh, September 28th, <laughs> we have been on a very long vacation. Um, if everyone's had a chance to review those minutes, I'll entertain a motion to, for approval. Motion to approve. Second. All right, we have a motion and a second. Uh, Madam Secretary, roll call, please. Commissioner Bass? Aye. Commissioner Kirpies? Aye. Commissioner Martz? Aye. Commissioner Rory? Yes. Commissioner Topshin? Aye. Vice Chair Moore? Aye. Chair Wright? Aye. <clears throat> Item number six on the agenda is public comment. Uh, Madam Secretary, do we have any public comments? No public speakers at this time. All right, if anyone in the audience would like to speak, uh, you will have an opportunity to do so at this time. Seeing no one. We'll move on to item number seven, the manager report. Will Acting Manager Gloria Vilas um, give us the report? Hi, good evening. Gloria Vilas, Rent Civilization Supervisor. I'm here to cover for our great manager, Jonathan Holub, who's on vacation. Um, just wanted to give you guys an update on the look ahead. Uh, we do have two appeals tonight. There will be two appeals on November 9th and two appeals on December 14th. Thank you. Any questions for staff? Wonderful. Uh, moving on to tonight's appeals. Um, as the supervisor said, there are two appeals on this on tonight's uh, agenda. <coughs> Excuse me. The first appeal will be D4773 regarding the location 1031 and a half North Havenhurst Drive. Do we have a representative for the landlord and tenant? Yes, both are present in chambers. All right, wonderful. All right, for the parties regarding this appeal and parties regarding D4781, which will be heard thereafter, 
Uh, please pay attention to these rules as they will apply to your proceeding um, as well. The appellant will speak first. Um, if there is an appellant, if, there, if both of the parties appealed, uh, then both parties will have two minutes to give an intro, um, present their case, and then they can also do a rebuttal. You can split your time. If only one party appealed, as in our second case, then the landlord will have five minutes total to present their case and to do an appeal and to do a rebuttal. In any event, all parties have five minutes. Or when you speak, please state your name and city of residence. The appellant will let me know how they want to divide their time, if at all, and then you can proceed with presenting your case and giving your comments. Uh, we will ask, because it is a longer evening, to be concise and stay on topic and only discuss the items that are on appeal that are before the commission. Uh, legal counsel, may we have the staff report? Uh, thank you, Chair, and good evening to the Chair and Vice Chair and Commissioners. Uh, my name is John Natalizio. I am the legal counsel um, to the Rent Stabilization Commission for the City of West Hollywood. Um, this appeal uh, hearing results from a hearing examiner's decision granting a rent reduction application for the elimination of a fence and denying a rent reduction application for the elimination of a roof overhang. Both landlord and tenant appealed. A decision was issued which, in relevant part, granted a $14 rent reduction for the elimination of the fence for the units 1031, 1031 and a half, and 1033. And the hearing examiner denied a rent reduction for the elimination of the roof overhang on the basis that a rent reduction was previously awarded um, for this issue in case D-4735. Um, landlord's appeal claims that the decision uh, is not reasonably supported by the findings or evidence in the record. The appeal only challenges the awarding of the $14 rent reduction for the elimination of the fence. Um, landlord contends that this issue was already decided in uh, the previous case, D-4735. Tenants appeal claims that the decision is clearly in error. The appeal only challenges the denial of a rent reduction for the roof overhang. Uh, tenant argues that this overhang was not the subject of the previous decision, D-4735, uh, which involved a covered pergola in the front of the unit, um, which was units 1031 and 1033. Um, so staff finds as follow that the hearing examiner erred by denying a rent reduction for the roof overhang and the record lacks substantial evidence reasonably supporting the decision. Staff believes that the hearing examiner should, ha uh, should be reversed on this issue and a $14 rent reduction should be awarded to the tenant. Uh, the second, the hearing examiner erred by awarding a $14 rent reduction to units 1031 and 1033 for the elimination of the fence and the record lacks substantial evidence reasonably supporting the decision. Staff believes that the hearing examiner should be reversed on this issue. Uh, and lastly, staff finds that the hearing examiner did not err and there is substantial evidence in the record supporting the decision and awarding a $14 rent reduction to unit 1031 and a half for the elimination of the fence. And staff believes that the hearing examiner should be affirmed on this issue. Therefore, staff recommends adopting resolution RSC 23-635. You as the commission have the power to affirm, reverse, modify, or remand the appeal decision of the hearing examiner. The commission reviews the hearing examiner's decision under the substantial evidence standard, which requires the commission to make sure there is substantial evidence that reasonably supports the hearing examiner's decision is credible enough solid value. 
If that evidence is found, then the decision must be upheld, even if there's also evidence that could support a different outcome. Uh, the Commission does not substitute its judgment for that of the hearing examiner or reweigh the evidence. And as it relates to questions of law, the Commission applies an independent um, or de novo standard of review. Um, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Natalizio. Are there any questions from the Commission? Already, any public comments on 4773? No public comments, but we do have Dev and Nora that will be representing the tenant that had appealed, and Drew Kramer is here for the landlord. Okay, wonderful. So we'll have the tenants uh, come up first, uh, just going in order of the appeals in our book. Um, and so the tenants want to come up. Um, when you speak, step to the podium, just let me know how you want to divide your time. Good evening. We'd like to not we take our five minutes at one shot, please. Uh, that sounds good. And if you can um, maybe speak, it's closer to the, to the mic. <laughs> you got it. Thank you. My name is Nora McIntyre, and I am here with my wife, Devlin Watson. We live at 1031 Havenhurst Drive, West Hollywood. We are also representing Joseph Lammers, the tenant in 1031 and a half Havenhurst Drive, who is unable to be here this evening. Good evening, and thank you for your time. Regarding the appeal for the overhang on 1031 and a half, Mr. Lammers contends that the hearing examiner's decision was an error. The hearing examiner states in his decision that the issue was already decided in a previous hearing. This is incorrect. What was decided at a previous hearing, case number D-4735, was a common area issue regarding the pergola over 1033 and 1031 Havenhurst. In the hearing on appeal today, at issue is a porch cover attached specifically to unit 1031 and a half that provided both shade and protection from rain. The loss of shade has a direct impact on the cooling costs associated with the unit. The hearing examiner simply made a mistake that the overhang was removed and not replaced is not in dispute, and Mr. Lammers should be given the rent reduction. Regarding the privacy fence, there are two issues in front of the Commission this evening. One is whether Joseph Lammers, tenant of Unit 1031 and a half, is entitled to a rent reduction for the loss of this fence and the resulting decrease in privacy. The second is whether the rent reduction should also be applied to Units 1033 and 1031. In their appeal, the Kramer state that in case D4735, Devlin Watson and I presented affidavits from previous and current residents of the complex that the fence was for the sole purpose or use of Unit 1031, and therefore Joseph Lammers and 1031 and a half should not be given a rent reduction. This is untrue. Nowhere in the affidavits is the claim that the fence only benefited 1031. What was at issue in that previous hearing was the yard contained within the fence. The sworn statements say, quote, the backyard was for the sole possession, use, and enjoyment of the tenants of Unit 1031, end quote. To claim that the fence only benefited or impacted those on one side of it is absurd, since that's not how fences work. If it provides privacy on one side, it provides privacy on the other. Since its removal, we have a clear view of Mr. Lambert's windows, including his bedroom, and he has a clear view of our bedroom window. Additionally, the Kramers contend in their appeal application that, quote, the fence was waist high from the porch of 1031 and a half and did not provide additional privacy, end quote. The porch is 16 inches high. For this claim to be true, Mr. Lammers would have to be nearly eight feet tall. While he's not present before you today, 
I'm very comfortable stating under oath that he is not, in fact, eight feet tall. The privacy fence provided privacy to both parties on either side of it. This was not decided in the previous hearing, and Mr. Lammers should be given the full rent reduction associated with this loss of amenity. In regards to the second issue, the application of the rent reduction associated with the fence to units 1031 and 1033, this is a matter of law. The fence is a common amenity, and it states clearly in the hearing examiner's decision that the reason the rent reduction is applied to 1031 and 1033 is because the landlord failed to provide the tenant role. The staff report and recommendation fails to mention this critical fact. The hearing decision states in part, since the landlord did not provide an accurate list of all tenant move-in dates, the hearing examiner must order the adjustment of all tenancies that have not opted out. The adjustment was given solely because of the failure of the respondents to provide tenant information for RSR 60010.B.4. Finally, we hope that you also consider the context in which these hearings are happening. Mr. Lammers, Devlin Watson, and I have all been tenants at this property prior to the Kramers purchasing it in December 2020-22. We have been subject to an attempted improper eviction notice under the guise of owner occupancy while the website of Drew Kramer announced Airbnb units coming soon at the property. We were then subject to the rapid ongoing destruction of housing services and amenities since January 2023, including those associated with safety and security. Our right of quiet enjoyment has been completely upended by owners who do not want us in their rent-stabilized unit. $14 on the one hand seems like a petty amount. However, it's not petty amount for everyone, and it's appropriate given the loss of the amenities and the context in which these amenities were removed. Thank you for your consideration. Thank you. Uh, questions from the commission? Commissioner I, Bass? I have one question. In the previous hearing, uh, the rent reduction for cooling and heating from the pergola at 1031, 1033 was applied to 1031 and a half. Um, and I'm wondering what, if any evidence was submitted that showed that the heating and cooling reduction that was the they got the reduction for for the pergola is increased the costs of heating or cooling because of the overhang as well. Like did the pergola, we, this commission, I voted against it, but this commission voted that there was a heating and cooling benefit to 1031 and a half for the pergola being removed, even though it's a different building. Where was the evidence that shows that there's an additional cost in heating and cooling for the overhang? The actual overhang is attached to the unit and covered the window, and there should have been a picture of it included in the evidence presented, and it actually covered the window of 1031 and a half. So it's attached to the unit. There's two, there were two pergolas. In the last, last hearing, we discussed the pergola that was attached to Please 1031. Please speak, speak into the microphone. Oh, sorry, sorry. In the last hearing, we, dis we discussed the pergola that covered 1031 and 1033. It was the front house. 1031 and a half is a separate unit in the back. The front house was a common area. That pergola was a common area for everyone to enjoy. We had meetings there. We had discussions there. That was open for everyone. The pergola in 1031 and a half, the, it wasn't even a pergola. It was an actual overhang. That was specific to 1031 and a half. Okay, thank you. Uh, Commissioner Kirby's. Yeah, I'm sorry. I missed in your in your statement just now. You talked about um, uh, 
you made a statement about um, the, I totally lost my train of thought. Do you want to go ahead and go and I'll try to think about it? I, I, I just wanted to clarify, you can look on page 105 and 106. Thank you. And, For the pictures. Uh, right, I, I appreciate that. I just, I wondered where the evidence was that there was an additional loss or an additional cost for heating or cooling that was different than from the pergola. Yeah. And I didn't write down my questions, so I've forgotten it. I might have it in a couple minutes, but hopefully you're okay now. Thank you. I had one quick question. Commissioner Rory. On the fencing, it just wasn't clear to me. Could you describe to me the height of the fence that was removed and the material? Sure, it was a wooden fence. I believe it was approximately six feet tall. It surrounded the area that what used to be our private backyard, and it was in between our unit and the unit in back, 1031 and a half. Thank you. Can you also speak um, regarding the fence? Um, I guess what area did it cover regarding unit 1033? Because they were also awarded the reduction, and I'm curious of how it affected that unit. Um, it did not cover. 1033, which is why we're making the point that that's not why the rent reduction was given by the hearing examiner. It was specifically because they didn't turn in the tenant role, which I believe is consistent with the uh, resolution number that we cited. Okay. All right. Any more questions? All right. Uh, do they have any time left in the event that they do want to do a rebuttal? 43 seconds. Okay. Alrighty. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank um, you. Mm -hmm. And I'll have the landlord, the other appellant, uh, please come to the uh, podium. Uh, and once you get here, just let us know your name and city of residence and how you want to divide your time, if at all. Um, I'll split my time in half. Uh, my name is Drew Can you speak Dal into the mic? Sorry. My name is Drew Dalton Kramer, speaking on behalf of Drew Dalton Interiors, LLC, partial, of, uh, partial owner of 1031 Havenhurst Drive. We are not contesting that the fence was not taken down. It was, but it did not service 1031 and a half. It was exclusively for unit 1031, and that was decided by the hearing examiner of case D4735, and the tenants of 1031 had six signed affidavits that were submitted into evidence, one of which was Joe Lammers himself from unit 1031 and a half saying that the fence was exclusively for unit 1031 only. I question the validness of any rent reduction because, of the, because the tenant Joe Lammers will not even be living in this unit for the next six plus months. And upon his return, all these um, services will be restored better than it's ever been. The tenant, Joe Lammers, is not losing any housing services because he will be moved out via tenant habitability plan and living in a much nicer unit with even more services than he currently has during the demolition, rebuilding of his unit and our ADU project. The new building will, sorry. The new building will have a covered porch with a different roof design and will be a major upgrade to what he's currently living in. So we, the landlords, feel that punishing us while we are making the property a better place is unfair. We have spent over $200,000 so far that isn't noticed or appreciated. 
if you take a look at this um, aerial view of the property, you'd, you'll be able to see where the fence was located. Will you state the page um, that that exhibit is? You know, I don't know the page number because I, this is my copy, not the copy that was provided in the, um, in the... I see it on page 24. Um, What's the page? It's also to note that the tenants in 1031 uh, were already awarded $70 for uh, the backyard space with the fence. Um, so giving them double reduction is, you know, a little absurd to let them double dip for the same issue. Thank you. Questions from commissioners? All right, and uh, no questions as of now. Um, actually, if they're not gonna rebuttal, <laughs> do, they, do they get the 43 seconds left or do we just, if, it's a full yeah, time? If, if the tenants wanted to re okay. rebut that, they could, and then if the landlord wanted to re rebut their 40 seconds, he could as well. Okay, um, I, I just wanna check in with the tenants again. Did you want to use your 43? Because if not, the landlord will use the, is a two and a half to, to for the rebuttal. Okay, it looks like the tenants are coming back up, so I'll ask you to uh, take a seat and then uh, return after their present, their 43 seconds. Have it, may as well use it. Um, just wanted to emphasize again that the affidavits state clearly that it was about the backyard. It was not about the fence. Nobody ever stated that the fence was our, for our sole use. It was, at, what was being contested was a private backyard space. That's all. Uh, thank you. Are there any additional questions for the tenants? Let me double check. Great. Thank you. Um, and uh, the landlord will come back to the podium. You have two and a half minutes to complete your... You're good. Okay. It looks like we have the... The landlord has declined um, to make any presentations. All right, if there are no questions for staff from the commission, um, I'm happy to start deliberations. I do have questions for staff. I would, I'm interested in two things that came up in the conversation. One is about not providing the move-in dates and if that impacts how staff weighed that in their recommendation, that's the first question. The second question is in regard to the relocation uh, that was discussed by the landlord of the, the tenant in question, and if that has any impact on this conversation. So to answer the first part, so the, the reason for the rent roll is for the hearing examiner to be able to determine when a housing service is um, eliminated, which tenants for a common area that would apply to. So for example, if um, this fence existed, um, you know, today, and it was removed tomorrow, and then somebody moved in a month from now, they wouldn't get the benefit of having the housing service of the fence because there wasn't a fence when they moved in. And so the purpose of a rent roll is so that way those determinations can be made. Um, and there was no dispute in this case that all of the tenants existed prior to the removal of the fence. And so to the extent that the fence was removed, it was removed at the time when all the tenants already had an existing tenancy, and so the fact that there wasn't a rent roll submitted would just be a de minimis like, procedural defect here, and I, I don't think that it would ultimately change um, 
the outcome here because we know that all the tenants existed, uh, all the tenancies existed prior to the elimination of the fence. Um, and then regarding the habitability plan, so that's a separate process that's going on as it relates to um, work that's being performed on the unit. Um, and so the tenant is being housed elsewhere right now, but that doesn't affect this case at all. So if they, if for example, if the landlord ends up put a, putting in a, a new fence later, they can submit a compliance determination. Ultimately, if the commission went forward with the, um, adopting the resolution tonight, um, or if they don't put in a fence, right, then the rent reduction would still be in place. So that tenant habitability process is separate from what's going on tonight. Thank you. Uh, that second one definitely falls within my new commissioner questions, so thank you. All righty. Uh, commissioner Kirby's. So then to follow up on that, uh, the if the commission were to uh, grant a reduction for rent uh, for um, the additional uh, for the fence um, would the person who's now living off-site how would that affect their current rents would it they still be reduced because they're um, part of the um, rehabilit whatever plan it's called the habitability plan yeah the the so for, for purposes of this decision, the, the MAR would still be affected by whatever the rent decrease is. So it, it wouldn't change anything in terms of, it wouldn't change anything outside of what the normal process is. Thank you. Alrighty, um, we can start off with uh, deliberation. Does anyone want to go first? <laughs> Commissioner Rory, thank you. This one to my commissioners. I feel like I'm Commissioner, pretty, can you speak directly to the microphone? I feel like I'm pretty solid on the roof overhang. I would probably adopt on that part of um, the uh, resolution. On the privacy fence, I'm a little on the fence. <laughs> um, part of that is because I struggle with the idea. Coming into this, I struggled with the idea of how privacy for the back house would be affected by taking away the fence that serviced the other unit. Um, but then hearing tonight that it was a six-foot wood fence, um, you know, originally I was thinking it was something like waist high, or I wasn't sure, but I think there probably would be some privacy value in in the elimination of that, and I could see how that would affect the view of the back house. Um, so I'd probably adopt on both the overhang and the, um, the fencing issue, but I'm a little open on the fencing issue. And, and I'll say to that point, the, um, there are two fences, I guess, totally involved with these cases that span over about three cases. But the one in question, um, from my understanding, is the fence between unit 1031 and a half um, and the front unit 1031. And so it's not that it, the, the fence was the one that's sort of like in the front yard where 1031 and a half wouldn't have even seen it from their unit, but it's instead sort of in front of their walkway or their porch. Um, and that was sort of a budding between those two units. Um, and just to aid the commission, I actually think the, the tenants broke it down 
um, nicely and just to aid with the deliberation that there's effectively three issues before the commission tonight. The first is whether or not the hearing examiner properly awarded the $14 rent decrease to unit 1031 and a half for the elimination of the fence. That's the first thing. The second thing also relates to the fence, but it's staff's position that the hearing examiner improperly awarded that $14 for the removal of the privacy, for, for the fence for purposes of privacy to 1031 and 1033, which are the two front units. So that's the second issue. And then the third issue is whether or not the hearing examiner erred by denying a rent decrease for the roof overhang for 1031 and a half. So I know there's a lot of, that's, those are the three big issues to aid in deliberation. Thank you. Commissioner Bass. Yeah, so on, on first reading, without the history of the previous case, I, I would be pretty close to where staff's recommendation is. But I, I looked back at our resolution from July when we adopted, uh, when we heard the previous case involving these units. And item number six under our findings of fact on that resolution says that the removal of the pergola increased the costs to keep the units cooler, including 1031 and a half. And it says in number seven that the loss of the pergola resulted in a loss of privacy, safety, and security for all three units. It says entire building, but all three units. So this tenant is already receiving rent reductions for a loss of heating and cooling from a loss of a pergola. And that's why I asked if there was an increase in costs that were related to the overhang in addition to what we've already found they had a loss of reduction for the loss of the pergola and there was nothing in the record to that effect. Um, they weren't able to state anything here and I didn't see it in our packet. And then the loss of safety and security for the entire building. I, I, I'm struggling with the fence a little bit because I, I do think that there are the three issues. And last time we did hear that, uh, we did discuss the fence in relation to a backyard. And um, I'm very clear that 1031 should not receive a rent reduction for the loss of the fence because they talk about it being a backyard. That backyard is still there. It's just no longer enclosed. And so what we found was that the reduction of the fence for 1031 was the reduction of a private backyard. So then giving them a reduction for now being able to see in their neighbor's window is the same thing in my, in my book. That's, that's the easiest one. For 1031 and a half, they didn't get a benefit from the reduction of the fence in the previous hearing because they said it belonged just to 1031. So I can see why now having their neighbors be able to look directly in their windows would be a loss of a housing service. I'm inclined to agree with staff on that one. But on the loss of the overhang, I argued last time we were hearing this and Commissioner Kirby's voted that, I, I didn't rewatch the meeting, but Commissioner Kirby's voted with me that we shouldn't give it to 1031 and a half because there was no heating or cooling loss from the loss of the pergola uh, at the front building and there was no loss of security for 1031 and a half and now it's being argued that the overhang on 1031 and a half, we should give the rent reduction that we've already given for the pergola for the exact same reasons. So no, for me, where I'm at is no on 1031 for the fence because they've already received a reduction for the lock of last, loss of a private yard. I'm pretty close to being yes on 1031 and a half, getting a reduction for the fence, but I respect the will of this commission. This commission voted four to two on the last one. I was outvoted. I respect that and I would support that. 
But because we did that, we've already adjudicated, as far as I'm concerned, the loss of the overhang on the window. Um, I, would, I would have thought this was the better way of doing it, but we made a different decision in July. And I see our legal counsel wants to disagree with me, probably. No, no, no. I'm just asking, what is your position on um, staff's position that the hearing examiner erred in also giving 1033 the rent reduction for the elimination of the fence? I, I would follow. I would think that falls from the map that's in our packet, was in the evidence, as well as uh, the conversation tonight. I think that falls in the same. It, 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 didn't, it didn't block the view. So. Uh, I'm sorry, I kind of lumped that with 1031 because they're in the same building, whereas 1031 is a separate building. Sorry, that was a long answer to say I agree with staff. Commissioner Kirby's. Um, just so I'm clear, is, is Commissioner Bass correct that we gave a reduction specifically for lack of private backyard to 1031 last time? I thought we were dealt with a front fence or something or I think yard. I think the last meeting um, on this for the D four seven three five let me stick the resolution. I think it was just the pergola, but give me a second. Or or at any time did anyone receive a whether it be through us or through ten thirty one received a seventy dollar rent decrease for the elimination of the private um, backyard. Um, I don't believe that that was ultimately appealed. You said, sorry, just give me one second to find the... Um... I guess my question is, so... Oh, you're checking to see if it was appealed to... Yeah, so, okay, so... And Commissioner Kirby, I, I misspoke on that. I, I did refer to it as though it was appealed. I believe it was just part of the hearing examiner's decision. Oh, yeah, no, I, but, just, I just want to know if they did or did not, yeah. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> but we didn't reverse it, so that's yeah. standing. That's, I'm sorry that I misspoke on that one. It's okay. Uh, yeah, the, the the landlord on the previous case did not appeal the rent reduction awarded to only 1031 for the elimination of the fence for the, the private backyard. The only thing appealed for D4735 was the front pergola issue. And is that the reason why staff is recommending that they not receive a reduction for the lack of the, the, the removal of the fence, the 1031 in this case? Correct. Okay. Right, right, yeah, correct, because in the previous decision, the hearing examiner already gave the award as $70 for the elimination of that fence, and staff's position is the elimination of that fence, everything comes with that, so privacy and all that yeah, stuff. I agree, yeah, I um, agree. So, yeah, where I'm at on this um, is that I agree with staff that 1031 should not receive any further reduction for the lo lo loss of the fence. Um, 1033, I don't believe should have, should ever should should get a, a reduction um, for the the, la the loss of the back fence. 1031 and a half, I do believe should receive a reduction for the lack loss of the fence if they haven't already. Um, in terms of the the overhang, um, I absolutely agree. I mean, I, in terms of like, I feel what, what your what your what your issue is. I, I totally feel that, but I don't think it's appropriate for us to on this specific decision to, um, I mean, I don't know, is, is that legal? Can we, can, we, can we take that into consideration that uh, two of us feel that we, we, the commission made a bad decision last time and we're trying to fix it this time? Well, so, so there's a couple things. Because they're not the same 
Question. I understand what you're saying. So there's a couple things at play. So in this, so in this case, the hearing examiner denied the rent decrease for the roof overhang on the basis that it was already decided in D4735. Staff's position is that that's an error and there isn't substantial evidence in the record to support that because staff's position is the roof, the, the pergola issue in D4735 was that front pergola, whereas the issue here is a roof overhang attached to 1031 and a half. And so it's a separate source of yeah. shade or privacy, heating, cooling, whatever. To answer your, the second part of your question, if the commission found that the, sorry, let me get the resolution number. If resolution number RSC 23-60, 630, already incorporates the benefits that are being provided, um, by this roof overhang, then yes, the, the hearing, the, the commission could affirm essentially the hearing examiner's decision on this issue. Okay, thank you. All I'll say is thank you for saying what I was trying to say a lot more clearly. <laughs> All right, I'll jump in. Um, so I'm pretty much in line with um, what Commissioner Kirpies has said regarding, you know, sort of the the issues that don't appear to be that contentious. Um, I think when it comes to the shade in front of, I'm sorry, the overhang in front of 1031 and a half, um, I don't believe the prior decision in 4735 touches upon this service. Um, and in 4735, we're talking about a pergola that was in front of the building that as they testified in that hearing, uh, it was for privacy, safety, security, and then as he testified tonight, um, that it also um, was a source of place where they met, you know, under the shaded pergola. The overhang now that's specific to 1031 and a half, and I may have mixed those numbers, but, uh, but the overhang sort of relevant tonight for 1031 and a half is a different housing source, you know, a different housing service. Um, and so because that service has also now been removed, um, it seems to me that it wouldn't be duplicative. It's not the same service. It's not even the same structure, um, and it's not in the same location. And, and so for me, um, that additional sort of shade that it provided to that specific unit in the back, I think, is, is relevant, um, and it, which is why I do agree with um, staff's decision uh, that that housing service um, has been reduced. Um, and I think also regarding the fence, you know, there was certainly some discussion about sort of what was said and, you know, what the, that fence was used for. But even looking at the, the tenant's affidavit that was submitted by, it was the affidavit from 4735, but also submitted by the landlord. In this case, on page 27, um, when he discusses the fence there, you know, he's talking about it being, um, you know, fenced backyard with a gate and latch until recent demolition, um, that the backyard was for the sole possession, use, and enjoyment of tenants in 1031. He doesn't at all say that that, that fenced area somehow, you know, didn't provide additional privacy, um, and based on the pictures, it looks like it does and could have. Um, 
And so I don't think that there's anything contradictory about prior testimony regarding this fence. I think it's different uses, you know, from the tenant's view in 1031, it was their, it was their backyard. Um, on the other side of that fence, you know, it's 1031 and a half, and that provided security for that tenant from the, you know, from the street, um, it looks like. So I am inclined and probably will vote in accordance with the recommendations by staff regarding the items. Um, and on that, any volunteers or should I, oh, Vice Chair Moore? I see them as two different um, structures as well. Um, in terms of the, the pergola, um, I saw it as a place of gathering and also keeping the building a little bit more safe and private, um, at least the property. Um, when I looked at the pictures in here from the difference on the overhang on pages, uh, it was 104 and 105, um, there's such a drastic difference to me in the, the shade that it will provide um, and also the privacy. Sorry, 105 and 106. Um, so I, I agree with everything that Chair said. Um, in terms of the fence, I also agree with uh, staff's recommendation. So. All right, thank you. Um, and we knew, normally go last. I was like, <laughs> now we have a chance to say something that hasn't been said, <laughs> potentially. Uh, Commissioner um, Martz. And on that note, I will say I normally talk a lot and have a lot to say, but I think um, you guys have kind of nailed my thoughts that staff is correct here. I think you make a good point that and you're probably the best at this, even though you're newest on the commission or second newest of going back and looking at things and really doing your due diligence. So I appreciate that. And, you know, as lawyers, there's always gray area. So I, I wouldn't, you know, throw out of hand your comment that we may have, but I don't see it in this case, but I, I appreciate the, your position on that, but I would vote with staff's recommendation here. Last but certainly not least, Commissioner Agassiz. Uh, thank you, Chair. Um, I just want to um, briefly um, state that I agree with the um, with the questions. Question number one: um, um, If the examiner erred by denying a rent reduction for the roof overhang, and I agree with the department's uh, recommendation that the decision should be reversed on the issue, and a $14 rent reduction should be awarded to the tenant. And I um, concur with you, cha Chair, and other commissioners that the, uh, this, uh, the, uh, the, these are two separate uh, issues, uh, roof overhang in this case. Uh, it's different from what was discussed in the previous uh, uh, hearing, uh, D-4735. Uh, it was about the pergola for uh, Sunshade Pergola. So these are two different items for uh, two different units. Um, as for num question number two, uh, I do agree uh, that the examiner uh, did err in awarding a $14 rent reduction for two units, 1031 and 1033, and that decision should be reversed. Um, and on question number three, uh, I agree with staff that the examiner did not err and the uh, and the records show that 
supporting the decision in awarding a, a $14 rent reduction to unit 1031 and a half for the illumination of the fence. So I would um, support the department's recommendation to affirm in part and reverse in part the decision of the hearing examiner. Thank you. May I say just one last thing? And, and that is, I, I thought this was, the way it's in front of us tonight is the way I think this should have happened. And I hear that we're talking about the pergola being a gathering space and that's why we did a rent reduction, we supported the rent reduction there. It's not in our res resolution anywhere about a gathering space. We gave a reduction for the pergola for heating and cooling and for it being a, a security safety issue. And I argued at the time that it wasn't attached to 1031 so it shouldn't apply. I, I do believe that the removal of the overhang at 1031 and a half is a reduction in housing service. The reason I cannot support the resolution is simply because 1031 and a half already has a rent reduction for heating and cooling and for security and safety. So they have a rent, we're basically giving them a rent reduction twice for the same thing. And, and that, I, I clearly know I'm gonna be outvoted on this one and I know that, uh, and I support that the commit, I will support a commission's decision regardless. If this comes back another time, I will look at the commission's position, but um, I just can't in good conscience vote for a rent reduction, a second rent reduction for the exact same uh, housing benefit. Um, thank you. Does anyone want to respond? I would just ask the commission if there's any interest in reducing the dollar amount for the currently awarded uh, for the $14 that's for the um, for the roof. No, for the roof. We can't touch the pergola, but the roof <laughs> for the missing roof. If, 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 any, if there was a, a if there was a interest in a majority of the commission to reduce that amount. Uh, do you mean, Commissioner, reducing the $14? On the roof, um, missing roof portion. But I think that $14 is already the, the floor. Uh, if you look on the range of the, um, uh, the amounts for this item, and I think they use the lowest amount. If we go below that, it would be uh, below that suggested guidelines. I'll move staff's recommendation then um, for in the decision of so adopt resolution RSC 23635, a resolution of the Rent Stabilization Commission of the City of West Hollywood affirming in part and uh, reversing in part the hearing examiner's decision as to application D4773. Seconded. All right, we have a motion on the floor um, that has been seconded. Uh, Madam Secretary, roll call, please. Yes, Commissioner Bass? No. Commissioner Kirpies? Aye. Commissioner Martz? Aye. Commissioner Rory? Aye. Commissioner Topshin? Aye. Vice Chair Moore? Aye. Chair Wright? Aye. The motion passes. Um, I want to thank the parties for their attendance this evening. If you have additional questions, you can reach out to the Rent Stabilization Division. The phone number 323-848-6450. Uh, or you can make an appointment online at weho.org. All righty. Um, I will 
if the commission needs it, you know, do a seven minute break before we take on the, uh, the next appeal this evening. Cool, all right, let's make it five, because no one, I don't know if anyone has to go, but if you do, you have five minutes.
good evening. We are back on the record um, with the continuation of our meeting. Um, we have our second appeal this evening coming up, D4781. Um, are the parties present? Both parties are present in chambers. Wonderful. Uh, I love it when they come to see us. Um, as I explained uh, previously, uh, the appellant will have uh, five minutes and you'll be able to split your time between a, uh, presenting your case and a rebuttal. So when you come to the podium, which you can start making your way down now, just let us know how you want to split your time. Um, and then when you're ready to speak, just say your name, your city of residence, um, and, we'll, and you can proceed from there. Hi, uh, I think I'll need three minutes, four minutes now. Three minutes is enough. I'll try to make it quick. Uh, my name is Edgar Hartunian, and um, I live in LA. And there are three items I'd like to address. Item number one is regarding unit number one, four, and five. Uh, they should be excluded from this application since they moved in after all the common area changes were made. All the evidence, moving dates, and the moving dates were provided to the hearing examiner and uh, staff analysis agrees with this as well. Uh, item number two is regarding unit number three and unit number seven. They have also opted of this application and I do have their signed letters with me. I had preliminary talks with them uh, and they agreed to opt out of the application after the conclusion of the construction. However, the hearing took place during the construction and that's the only reason I wasn't able to provide these documents at the time of the hearing. I would like to the commission to consider the letters and honor the wishes of unit number three and unit number seven. And the last item I'd like to discuss is regarding the carpet. After I, uh, we received the initial request, I contacted Ms. Soto, the unit number two tenant, uh, to schedule carpet replacement However, she did not want to talk to me and she emailed me asking for a written response. I do have a copy of this email for your reference if you like. As per her request, we sent her an official response agreeing to replace the carpet and I provided that as evidence to the examiner. The tenant never returned our call or text messages and did not respond to our official mail. I think it is extremely unfair for us to be penalized for something we were willing to do since day one and have evidence to support our claim, but we were unable to do so because of lack of communication from the tenant. Thank you and thank you for your consideration. Great. Thank you. And before you sit down, are there any questions from the commissioner? I, I have one. Uh, in regard to the uh, notifying the tenant about replacing the carpet, I've seen the letter from the attorney. Was any note for entry placed on the tenant's door? Any other communication besides the letter from your attorney? Uh, other than phone calls, we initially made a phone call and text messages, but she wanted a written letter, so we sent her the official letter from the attorney. And did you provide those text messages to the hearing examiner? No, I only provided the strongest evidence we had, which is the actual official letter. I thought that would be enough. I do have an email, copy of the email that she requested an official response, like a written response. I do have a copy of that email with me right now, but we thought at the time of the hearing it would just be enough to 
show that we officially agreed to replace the carpet. And uh, that's and that was our strongest evidence. So Thank we you. just provided that. Thank you. The, the email that you're referring to where the tenant requested a written response, um, was that submitted into evidence? No, not at that time. Okay, is there any reason why? I thought the official response, our official response would be enough showing our willingness okay. that we're, we have no problem with replacing the carpet. And we've done a couple of carpet replacements since then uh, in the same uh, building. So we have no problem replacing carpets. That's not a big deal. Were there any replacements around the time of this uh, application? So around May 29, 2023? The last replacements, actually, the replacement of the carpet at unit number two happened today. Uh, finally, we were able to do that. But also, another unit, unit number seven, was replaced in August. So, yeah, we, we have no issues replacing carpet. All right, thank you. Any other questions? All right, thank you. And before the tenant comes up, um, I do want to rewind um, and ask Mr. Natalizio to give the staff report on 4781. Thanks, Chair uh, and Vice Chair and uh, the Commission. Um, my name is John Natalizio. I'm the League Counsel to the Rent Subvisation Commission uh, for the City of West Hollywood. Um, so this appeal, hearing results from the hearing examiner's decision for granting rent reductions um, for both individual and common um, area issues, and I'll just list them out for you. Um, uh, there was a removed storage unit, removal of the ability to have outdoor potted plants, removed clothing rack outside of the laundry room, a removed sink in the laundry room, and the replacement of the unit's carpeting. Um, a decision was issued which in relevant part granted uh, rent reductions to all units for the removal of the ability to have outdoor potted plants in the amounts of $20, removal of the clothing rack uh, in the amount of $28, and removal of the laundry room sink in the amount of $28. The decision also granted tenant uh, rent reductions for the individual unit issues for the loss of storage in the amount of $43, and the failure to replace the unit carpet in the amount of $100. Um, the landlord has appealed, and the appeal claims the decision is clearly in error and is not supported by the findings made or evidence in the record. Um, and so landlord's appeal is limited to um, four specific things. So first, um, that the rent reductions awarded to all tenants for the removal of the ability to have potted plants um, the clothing rack outside the laundry room and the sink in the laundry room was an error um, because these housing services had already been removed prior to the start of the tenancies for units uh, one, four, and five. Um, for number two, that the rent reductions awarded to all tenants for the removal of the ability to have potted plants was an error because it's not a common area housing service. Three, the rent reduction awarded for the loss of the storage unit is excessive and four, that the hearing examiner failed to consider landlord's attempt to replace the tenant's carpet. Um, so staff makes the following recommended findings. That the hearing examiner did error by awarding $20 rent reduction to units one, four, and five for the removal of the ability to have outdoor potted plants and the record lacks substantial evidence reasonably supporting this decision. Staff believes that the decision should be modified on this issue 
and the $20 rent reduction should be affirmed only as to units two, three, six, and seven. Number two, the hearing examiner erred by awarding a $28 rent reduction to units one, four, and five for the removal of the clothing rack outside the laundry room um, for the same reasons identified um, in number one. Um, number three, that the hearing examiner erred by awarding a $28 rent reduction to units one, four, and five for the removal of the sink in the laundry room um, for the same issues identified in one and two. Um, number four, that the hearing examiner did not err, and there is substantial evidence in the record uh, reasonably supporting the decision and awarding a $43 rent reduction for the loss of storage. Um, and staff believes that the hearing examiner should be affirmed on this issue. And lastly, number five, that the hearing examiner did not err, and there is substantial evidence in the record reasonably supporting the decision and awarding the $100 rent reduction for the failure to replace the tenant carpet in the tenant's unit. And staff believes the hearing examiner should be affirmed on this issue. And therefore, staff recommends adopting resolution RSC 23-636. You as the commission have the power to affirm, reverse, modify, or remand the appeal decision of the hearing examiner. The commission reviews the hearing examiner's decision under the substantial evidence standard, which requires the commission to make sure that there is substantial evidence that reasonably supports the hearing examiner's decision is credible and of solid value. If that evidence is found, then the decision must be upheld, uh, even if there's also evidence that could support a different outcome. The commission does not substitute its judgment for that of the hearing examiner or reweigh the evidence. And as it relates to questions of law, the commission uh, applies an independent or de novo standard of review. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Any questions from the commission? Alrighty, any public comments on the item? No public comments. Okay, thank you. Um, I do want to bring to the commission's um, attention that there were some uh, additional documents submitted. Um, there is a statement from the landlord, there's a statement from the tenant, um, and some emails, and it sounds like the landlord also has some statements from two of the units and an email uh, that wasn't considered, none of these items have, having had been considered at the hearing. Um, and in order for us to review evidence that wasn't submitted at the hearing, um, we would need to um, inquire as to why. Uh, with you know, due diligence, those documents and items weren't produced at the hearing. Um, and I don't, we haven't done this frequently enough. And so I guess I just maybe take a quick sort of poll on if we want to sort of go through these items to decide if we will consider them for tonight's hearing. Um, and if we are interested, then I suppose we would have the parties come up and explain why they weren't able to produce them at the hearing. Yeah, I, Chair, Chair, I think if, oh. if there is a, if there, if the commission ultimately finds that, in this case, the landlord, um, acted with due diligence and for whatever reason um, in exercising that due diligence failed to submit it to the hearing examiner, um, then yeah, I think that that's a threshold issue that the commission has to decide before the remaining statements can be made. What do you mean by remaining statements? For, for the, because the landlord spoke and so the tenant needs to speak and then the landlord has to rebuttal. So I think before those happen, the commission should have this discussion, so that way if you want, if you do decide that that 
um, due diligence was met, you can ask questions about it. Otherwise, you can't ask questions to the tenant or landlord about it during their statements. Got it. Sorry if I wasn't clear. That's what I was proposing to do sort of an official poll. And if we wanted to consider, I think at least, you know, those items or if there's a certain item that a commissioner would want to consider, um, we can just sort of narrow it down to those. And I'll just start because I'm looking at Commissioner Agassi with you and yay or nay and if you would be interested in considering uh, any of the, I believe about four items uh, that are new evidence. Um, yeah, I, I, I would be interested to see what's there. Okay. Commissioner Martz. Um, I think we heard from the landlord that he just chose the best evidence to submit, and so I, unless there's a good basis for these not being submitted, um, I don't find that here. Okay. Um, Commissioner uh, Bass. I saw no reason why they couldn't have been provided at the time of the hearing, so I would vote no. Uh, I would vote yes. Um, Commissioner Moore? I vote yes. Um, Commissioner Martz? Martz. I would really, yeah, I'll get the Martz. I would really want to know whether verbally at least the, uh, the landlord said, I have other evidence, but this is what I brought. You know, this, that, that, that to me would be the key. Um, otherwise, I would not want to hear new evidence. Got it. And for me, I'm looking at it as sort of a two-step. One, if we're sort of even interested, and then I would imagine we would have to go through sort of each piece and find out why the due diligence, you know, if, had there been due diligence, um, or why they didn't exercise due diligence in, 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 in sending it. So I think that could be answered if you have the sort of the initial interest in hearing the evidence. I'm not, I'm not really inclined to revisit the evidence um, that wasn't submitted, but I wouldn't preclude the speakers from mentioning anything they want to speak in their designated time. Fair. Um, and I have the sort of official count at four to three, which means it would... Marts, were you in? No. So it would be a three, four. Three, no, three yes and four no. And, and I would say, Chair, on my no vote, having been on the prevailing side, that if any statement is made while they're speaking that argues to why they couldn't have submitted it, I might, I might be more inclined to, if that's not inappropriate. <laughs> I, I look over legal counsel, and I, I'm afraid I'm saying something wrong. But at this point in time, I see no reason to consider it. But if, if I was persuaded in testimony why it wasn't considered, I might change my tune. Understood. Fair. All right. Um, so I will now have the tenant uh, to come up. You will have five minutes. Uh, you can use all of it um, to present your case. Good evening. Uh, my name is Julia Soto. I live in West Hollywood. And I guess I am here in regards to the um, rent reduction for the carpet replacement. I think that's the only thing, if that's clear. Right? Is it just the carpet replacement that we're here for? Um, Which unit? So, so, sorry, let me just jump in. Okay. And, and um, can you just pause the time real quick? So this is just your five minutes to present your argument to the case. Okay. Um, and just so you are aware, um, 
the issues that are being appealed um, mm -hmm. are the potted plants, that rack that was outside the laundry room, and the sink in the laundry room. Um, the other thing that's being appealed is the removal of the storage, um, the loss okay. of storage for you, and then also um, the carpet. But legal counsel, isn't isn't the appeal only on those items? The the isn't the the landlord only saying those units that that were one, not right? One, four, and five, correct? Yeah. So there, there's no yeah. question about the other units. That's not in question, right? No. Okay. Right. And then the loss of storage is purely relating to the amount being excessive. There isn't a challenge to the actual loss. It's the excessiveness of the valuation. And then lastly, um, the carpet is that the tenant's intentional acts precluded the, the work from being done. It would depend on which unit she lives in, whether she needs to address all the issues or some of the issues. She's the applicant. So she's the actual tenant. So she would the, be- For the carpet. For the carpet, yes, yeah, correct. But if she lives in one of the units that's not one, four, or five, she's oh, going to address those issues. Right, correct. Yeah. And, and, and the, the storage. Yeah, and the storage. Correct, it's her storage that's as well. That's her storage for her specific unit. Okay. And before you jump in, Diana, can you tell me who you had for the nose? I just wanted to confirm. For nose, I had Commissioner Martz, Commissioner Bass, Commissioner Kirby's, and Commissioner Rory. Okay, perfect. Thank you. I thought Kirby's was a yes, so. Um, I see. I see. All righty. Um, thank you for um, indulging us. Um, are you clear on the, the items that you're speaking on? I believe it is the carpet replacement and the um, size of the storage unit. Yes, ma'am. Okay. All righty. Um, and you can begin. Okay. Well, as far as the size of the storage unit, um, I mean, I measured it. It, it is quite, you know, it, it kept about four, about eight bins, um, including some, you know, beach chairs and, and, and uh, umbrellas and stuff like that. So it was pretty extensive. It was 30 square feet. So I'm not sure where the um, owner is getting nine square feet. I did provide a photo, so um, I'm not really sure what more to say about that. Um, and as far as the carpet replacement, um, I mean, we did start our email uh, chain in April, um, and then I received a cease and desist letter from the attorney in May. And that kind of threw me off, and I wasn't sure what I was dealing with, and um, I was kind of nervous with uh, Edgar Hartunian um, just trying to talk to me on the phone and not have anything in writing, to be honest. I just didn't feel comfortable with that, that he wasn't able to put anything in writing. Um, and so, and then soon after, we had the... Um, we had the hearing, and then uh, soon after that, we began the communication via email, via email, um, and it was replaced today. I believe that was, that's it that I have to say. Thank you. Alrighty, and just uh, stand by in yeah, case any commissioners sure, have sure. questions. Uh, Commissioner Agassi. Thank you, Chair. Um, uh, Ms. Soto, 
very quickly, and, and, and I understand that the things develop uh, very quickly for you, and uh, you end up here before this commission. Now, um, specifically, do you recall any specific um, circumstance or, ins or uh, yeah, circumstance or email where you declined the landlord's request to arrange the carpet replacement, the date or time or anything? Because the, the assertion is that um, you interfered with, the, with, with that. Um, since the landlord testified tonight, they're willing to uh, replace the carpet. And I want to understand, you know, why they didn't do it. Well, I mean, um, it was at the time that um, I had applied for the hearing. Mm -hmm. And so I think I just didn't want to kind of meddle with it um, at that time. And then the results, and then it was shortly, shortly after that, getting the results that I, that I started to communicate with him once we were in front of a hearing examiner. Okay, so prior to the hearing, uh, you did not wish the landlord to replace the carpet because you knew there was a hearing is coming up. Is, is that correct? That is correct. And um, I think, again, the cease and desist letter from the attorney just, I don't know, I think it just kind of took and, me and, off. And, yeah. and that letter was dated before the hearing? The letter was dated in May 23rd. Yeah. Okay. And, and so, that's when I had, I think I had already applied for the hearing. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, after tonight's appeal, if, if the landlord uh, agrees to replace the carpet, uh, would that be any problem uh, with you to arrange the date and time so then they can come and, come and do the, the job so they can apply for compliance determination? Yeah. No, it, it, there's no problem with that. It's already done. It was done as of today. Oh, okay. All yeah. Right then. All right then. So, thank, so yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. That's all. Commissioner Kirby's. I just want to clarify so that we all understand your sure. statement right now and don't misinterpret it. Uh, when you said that you, um, oh, I don't remember what the word you used, but you said you 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 didn't really know what to do and you described it in another way. So when 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 you received that notice, it's not that you responded back and said no, you just didn't respond, right? Because you didn't know how to handle it? Or? Right, that's correct. I did not know how to respond and the hearing was happening mm -hmm. or, or it's scheduled. So I was like, let's just leave it for the hearing examiner because I don't know why I received a cease and desist letter. I was just going through what I thought were my rights as a tenant, so. Yeah, and that's just what I want to clarify because yeah. there's a difference between saying no mm -hmm. and not responding, um, especially okay. especially given the the, the example you're, or the description you're giving of why you didn't respond. Um, mm -hmm. If you had said no, it would be a little bit different. We'd want to know more like, well, why did you say no when you had the opportunity? So I appreciate you clarifying that. Okay, thank you. I don't believe there are any additional questions, so thank you, um, and thank I will... You have the, uh, the landlord come back up okay. to use your remaining time. Um, how much time does he have? Three minutes. You can begin when you're ready. All right, so I'm gonna talk about a couple of items. First, the letter we sent with the attorney. That was within the 30 days 
that we're allowed to respond to the tenant. And it was before, uh, we sent it on May 23rd, and the letter for the application was uh, filed on the 27th. So it was actually before the, the 30 days, and it was before uh, the application was submitted. And the evidence is there in, is in, in the case. All that, all that evidence is submitted to the examiner. The second thing is regarding unit number three and seven, I'd like to say the only reason I wasn't able to show those opt-out letters is because the hearing happened in July while we were in construction. And the units uh, agreed that they'll opt out after construction. And that's the only reason I was not able to provide those letters. I didn't have those letters to provide. And once the construction was completed, I had those letters, those tenants opted out of this application, and I would like the, cons uh, the commission to reconsider that. Which units do you have letters for? Three and seven. And what are they opting out of? They're opting out of the, what the, are they opting out of? Out of this uh, common area application. So out of the sink, the removal, the, the um, plant Product removal, and, and the hanging. Yes. Those were a part of the items submitted that the commission decided not to consider as new evidence. Those weren't submitted to the hearing examiner. No, I or, understand, or to the I, I understand okay. that. Um, I just wanted to make sure that I understood what they were, I'm trying to understand why they would ever become, why someone would submit a letter and say, after the construction is completed, but. I uh, the reason was that they were just not sure how, what's gonna happen to the parking spaces and all of that stuff, and they said, okay, if we, everything gets back to normal, we'll sign up and opt that, opt that of this. That's the reason they said that. So um, those opt-out letters were, they didn't feel comfortable to sign it during the construction. And for the record, all uh, the, the clothing rack and the sink has been replaced and it's functioning again. Does the commission want to ask any additional questions about the letters or revisit the, um, the notion of considering those? I appreciate why you raised it earlier, but my position's still the same. Just uh, want to ask you if, if you understand the process of uh, applying for compliance, for request for compliance determination uh, after the appeal. Right, you, I have all the paperwork ready to go. Okay, all right, I just wanted to make sure that you, Thank you. you know the process, okay. All right, thank you. Right. Um, I have a, just a couple questions for um, legal counsel. Um, for tenants that I guess opted out sort of after the decision was made. I guess essentially they're entitled to the decrease up until he files the um, the notice of compliance, or is there some intervening thing like if he submits those letters to the rent stabilization department? So the city hasn't received any opt-out letters, so this would go forward as if the city has not received any opt-out letters because it hasn't. Um, so 
the ordinance doesn't allow a tenant to waive their rights under the RSO. So um, in order to restore the rent here, um, they would, the, the, the landlord would have to comply with the decision in order to restore it to all rents for if it's a common area issue. So they, they can't, if they wanted to opt out, they had the chance to submit it and it was never submitted. And so this after the fact submittal wouldn't be considered. Thank you. And then the other question that I had, would, I was kind of sort of struggling with, with some of the, the violations that were, or some of the issues that were discussed in the decision and in, at the hearing were issues that it appeared there had been, that those services potentially shouldn't have been provided because there were sort of these fire hazards and walkway obstructions and potentially some, um, you know, interfering with the electrical box installation. How, I guess you recommend we consider that along with a housing service still having been removed or decreased? So this issue comes up a lot. Um, it, it comes up a lot before the commission when it comes to like pruning or trimming trees, we often get our insurance carrier told us we have to remove these trees because it's a, um, a fire issue um, or if there are trees too close to the building, it, you know, you need to cut them and, you know, move them back or install um, a fence instead or change vegetation. Like this, this kind of stuff actually comes before the commission somewhat frequently. Um, and in those scenarios, the fact that an insurer or um, liability, those kind of legal obligations or insurance obligations have no impact. Um, it was still housing service being offered. The housing service was either substantially reduced or eliminated. Um, and as a result, um, there should be a corresponding reduction of rent and that the landlord is trying to reduce a insurance premium and or you know make the, the, the property safer doesn't have doesn't change the fact that there was a housing service eliminated or substantially reduced. Great, thank you. Any additional questions for staff before we begin deliberations? Commissioner Martz. <laughs> I'll go uh, ahead, Tim. <laughs> uh, the question, I believe you, but do, can, could, is it possible to pull up the site where um, it limits the time that tenants have to uh, to opt out, and my real question beyond that is um, what, I know you weren't here when that law was created, that, that that ordinance was passed, but does any public benefit come to mind or public protection comes to mind by not allowing a tenant to officially submit a letter to the city where we know that they can voluntarily pay the extra rent if they chose to? Yeah, I, I'm not sure off the top of my head if it, where in the regulations it kind of discusses this or the RSO. I haven't, I guess, have had to look at it specifically for this. Um, I mean, presumably, I guess, if they sent an opt-out letter to the city after the fact, I mean, I guess it would be a, an administrative decision by the city to do that. Um, but I don't think for purposes of, like, this appeal that a opt-out form being submitted by the landlord after the hearing um, can be, can, like, the commission can, can act on that. 
Well, they'd all come after the hearing, or most of them would, right? I mean, after the decision's made. So the opt-out forms are sent um, at the same time, and correct me if I'm wrong, at the notice for the hearing is sent out, and then the tenants have an opportunity to submit those into the city um, once they've received those notices. And generally, um, the hearing examiners um, will note when they receive opt-outs in their decisions or if they have received no opt-outs. So usually those come in before the decision has been um, written and finalized by the hearing examiner. Would they not be accepted if they came in after the hearing examiner made the decision in the case? For purposes of like an appeal? No, I mean just would the city not accept, if, if I was a tenant and I didn't really care what my neighbor was doing with the landlord and their fights that they were having, um, and I didn't read my mail and was like, no, I'm not going to get involved in this. I didn't sign the paper. I didn't do anything with paper. I just threw it away. But then I get a notice that my rent is going to be $7 cheaper a month. I mean, I, I'm kind of a good person, but I'm not going to probably say anything. But if I wanted to, I could not send a form in and say, no, I don't really care about this. Um, keep my $7 or keep my, my um, MAR the same. I would say that that's probably an administrative decision. I don't we do get we do get tenants that will come in and say I'm okay I don't want the deduction so the, they end up not deducting that portion of their rent at all. And but does the mar change? In, on, on the, the mar does not change on the record. And what we've seen in the past is initially they might say you know what I don't want to be part of it, but maybe two three four months down the line there's a, a lack of communication between the landlord and the tenant, and now they say, you know what, I do want that deduction. So there is a decision in place that gives them the ability or the authority to take the deduction. So if they didn't take it on a monthly basis, they can now take it as a lump sum on the month that they decide they do want to take the deduction. So it's really up to them. They're the ones that are paying the deducted rent. If they pay their full rent, that's, you know, their prerogative. They've paid over, yeah. They've Correct. Thank you. All right, seeing no additional questions, we can begin deliberations. I see Commissioner Rory smiling at me. Shoot. It's, it's time to start on my, t my side anyway. Um, I'm supportive of a motion to affirm the resolution um, in all its parts. I think um, on the um, storage unit, I see no, no real issue there in terms of there being substantial evidence, and uh, 43 was kind of on the low end of the scale anyways, so I would affirm there. On the carpet, I was really happy to hear that the carpet got um, resolved today. That's wonderful. And in terms of what's led to this point, I see no reason to disturb the hearing examiner's findings and would, award, would affirm the, um, the rent reduction up to this point. Um, on the outdoor plants, um, I would affirm the exclusion of the, um, of the units as stated in the resolution. Uh, on this issue about three and seven, maybe now wanting to opt out, I'm not too um, concerned about that in terms of um, where we're at today. They had their opportunity. They, they didn't want to opt out for whatever reason. Um, I feel like in the future they could figure something out with the landlord if they wanted to. So 
I would, I'm inclined to adopt. And uh, same thing on the laundry room. If, if people want to opt out on that in the future, you know, that's up to them. But procedurally up to this point, I think it's um, substantial evidence to affirm. Thank you. Yes, I would agree um, to support the, the recommendation in front of us this evening. I think that um, I, I too am very happy to hear that um, the carpet's been replaced and the uh, other issues may have already been resolved. Um, I would urge you to submit your compliance document as soon as possible so this has as little effect financially on you as is. I would also encourage you to submit those letters to the city of West Hollywood, the letters that are, op that are from your tenants opting out and I urge you to come back to the council or to the commission in two or three months and let us know the outcome. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Vice Chair Moore. I agree with everything that um, Commissioner Kirby's and Marie's has uh, said, and I also agree with the staff recommendation on this one. Um, I think the, the two issues that I struggled with were the the plants and the clothing rack. Um, but after hearing um, from uh, Mr. Natalizio sort of regarding, you know, even if it potentially is, you know, um, you know, some sort of hazard or some sort of other legal issue or compliance issue that it, it's, it's not germane um, if the service was reduced. And so based on that, um, I think that resolves um, the questions that I had regarding uh, staff's recommendations, but based on that, I'm, I would vote to affirm staff's recommendation. I said an awful lot last time, so I'll keep it quick. Uh, I agree with the rest of you, and uh, I won't be the lone man out here. Uh, I will just simply say uh, one thing, and that is that the, the dispute about the storage uh, fee being excessive uh, Commissioner Rory mentioned that it's on the low end, and, and it is at the low end, and I would, I would suggest to somebody who lives in a 1927 building with no storage that uh, that is certainly warranted. Am I Mertz or Kirby's now? <laughs> Commissioner. <laughs> um, I am going to keep these brief again. I would agree with um, all these comments. They all fit in line with what I'm thinking. Staff did a great job. Um, on the recommendation, and I concur with that, so I will vote to uphold the hearing examiner's decision as staff recommended. Uh, yes, yeah, sure, uh, I'll be quick as well. So I'm in agreement with the department's recommendation to uphold the hearing's uh, decision um, on this matter, and that excludes the tenancies in the units established in late 2022. Thank you. Um, thank you. It looks like we are ready for a motion. Um, does anyone want to put forth a motion regarding resolution 23636? I'll move that resolution. I'll second. Um, Madam Secretary, roll call, please. Yes, Commissioner Bass. Aye. Commissioner Kirpies. Aye. Commissioner Martz. Aye. Commissioner Rory. Aye. Commissioner Topshin? Aye. Vice Chair Moore? Aye. Chair Wright? Aye. Motion passes. All right, so the party, to the parties, um, if you have any questions um, about the decision tonight or steps going forward, 
please reach out to the Rent Stabilization Division at 323-848-6450. Uh, you can make an appointment online at weho.org. Uh, thank you so much for your attendance this evening um, and participating in this uh, very important process. Are there any items from staff? No items from staff, but I do want to uh, bring something up that was brought up to me by our communications team, that this is the first time in the history of the Rent Civilization Commission that we have a meeting on a Wednesday night. Plus, I want to note that it's been uh, led by two colored women. <laughs> so, <laughs> bravo. <laughs> we, we made history tonight, Chair Wright. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and certainly the, the day was very confusing. Um, I was like, oh, it's Thursday, tomorrow's Friday, the entire time here. <laughs> um, I had a question slash proposal for staff. Um, th there are some issues that I saw in one of the, um, in one of the um, cases tonight that I guess concerned me. Um, it was regarding, you know, there's some allegations in some of the communications regarding tenants being harassed, um, about there being some Airbnb, about, you know, landlord using um, owner occupant to evict folks. And so I'm curious, you know, I know all this info is online. I looked it up and I saw that there are actually answers to sort of all of this, but I know, you know, the general public may not um, or may not, you know, sort of have access or, you know, be able to or understand it or whatever the case may be. And so my question is, can we, can staff give us sort of a, a top line presentation um, on some of like, on what tenants' rights are, you know, if a building is uh, purchased, uh, acquired during their tenancy, you know, if they feel like they're being harassed, if they're, if they feel like there's a illegal Airbnb happening or some of the issues with evictions that may or may not be lawful. Um, so that way the public and even, you know, the commission understands what those rights are and, you know, are sort of better able to advocate for um, themselves. And so you're talking about as a future agenda item? Yes. Okay. I think it may be in the first quarter. I will bring that up to Jonathan, and I'm sure it's something that we can definitely do for you. Okay, I appreciate that. Um, and again, I know a lot of the stuff is, like the resources are sort of there, um, but just having that top line and then saying, well, maybe here's the hyperlink or attaching it to the agenda just so folks have it when they need it, I think would be great. Um, I don't want to give you more work, but I, I just think it would be super important. Uh, so thank you. Uh, Chair, John and I are planning on doing um, like a training since there's a decent amount of new, at least RSC commissioners. Um, I think it's going to kind of be like a big overview of just commissions in general and specific to this commission stuff as well. So maybe that can just be a good time to include, maybe just back, give background during that training about like big picture process for how this all works. So that could be an option or if, you know, if John thinks it's better as an individual item or if you want it as an individual item, then that's fine too. But just as an FYI. Awesome. Thank you. Um, 
delayed tonight. Uh, we used to, uh, you know, we used to do uh, presentations at almo almost every meeting, not usually when we had two or three appeals, but we used to have presentations, and I'm not really sure why we stopped, but maybe we could, since Jonathan's not here, you can sign him back up to do that again. <laughs> I will talk to him. <laughs> Commissioner Bass? Are, are we Commissioner Comments? Oh, no, I thought you had a comment on this. No. We um, are at public comments. No public comments. Hearing the crickets in the room, we are now at items from commissioners. So, Commissioner Bass, kick us off. I have a few. Uh, in, in this idea of, of training, another one I want to put out there is uh, my former uh, and late seatmate on the Planning Commission, John Altschul, said when he joined the uh, Planning Commission that every Planning Commissioner would go and, like, shadow the planning staff for a day in the office. And frankly, I think that would be a wonderful opportunity uh, as rent stabilization commissioners if that would not interfere with the work of the staff, to be able to shadow and kind of see what you do on a daily basis. Uh, I would like that sort of opportunity, and I, I got that idea, like I said, from my uh, late seatmate on the planning commission. Uh, just to put it out there as we're talking about training and new commissioners, if, you, if staff thinks that would be helpful, I, I, would love to, I would love to do something like that. Other commissioner comments, um, speaking of staff, just thank you to the staff of West Hollywood, uh, our public uh, safety officers, but all of the folks uh, for yesterday. Uh, West Hollywood puts on a very big party uh, a couple times a year, but yesterday was one of them, and, and I enjoyed uh, the, the street festival. Uh, got home by 10.30. I, I know I didn't enjoy it for very long, but, um, you know, I uh, am just always impressed that it doesn't matter how early in the morning you get up to work on the day after Halloween, but those streets are clean and our parks are, are great. It's just a testament to the really, I know not the purview of this commission, but as a resident of West Hollywood, I am grateful for the safety that is provided on the night of and then the cleanup that happens the night of to make, to make that all happen, so thank you. Um, on two more serious notes, uh, I, I, pull, I referenced in our first appeal the, uh, the resolution from, uh, from July. I'm concerned that our minutes say that people can go to weho.org, uh, weho TV to see our meetings, but our meetings are not posted there. And I've raised that with the city clerk's office several times and they're still not there. They updated them once, but they're not, they're not there and not available, so I'm concerned. Uh, not that anybody wants to hear me talk, but uh, it would have been helpful for me to go to Granicus and be able to find those resolutions rather than having to email Diane and ask for them. And then uh, finally, uh, I would like to ask this commission to adjourn this evening in memory of uh, the late Donna Sauer, who we served with, uh, Frank and I served with, Commissioner Rory and I served with on the Public uh, Facilities Commission, but beyond her service there, I believe she was a Public Safety Commissioner, and she was a Council Deputy for many years, and just a wonderful resident of the City of West Hollywood, and, and I'd like to adjourn in her memory. Uh, wonderful. Uh, Commissioner Topchin. Um, very quickly, Chair. Um, since the Commissioners uh, brought up this training and maybe shadowing the uh, staff, I'm not sure if that's, uh, that would be interesting, so I, I definitely don't want to be, I, I don't want to do that, I don't want to participate in that. Uh, what, I believe, what I believe would be more beneficial for the Commissioners, I think the recently appointed or newer Commissioners, to uh, attend one of the, or attend uh, any hearings. That's what we did in the past, and I did myself, um, uh, I, 
I attended those hearings where you see the how how the how the uh, hearing is happening and how the examiners they uh, handle the issues and um, and the whole process. Uh, I think that would be important, and uh, you know if the commissioners would like to attend. But uh, the 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 caveat to it is that you have to recuse yourself for if the um, if the appeal will be filed uh, um, on that hearing that you attended. So, as an idea, thank you. Um, I'll just say <clears throat> I wanted to thank um, both of the um, uh, appeals tonight and the people who came out. Um, I know last time you, you you came out and then you rescheduled for not for tonight. So I really appreciated that, and I especially appreciated that we did it the Wednesday after. Halloween night, um, for all the reasons that um, my fellow commissioners have said. Um, it's great that the city just picks up the next night like nothing ever happened. Um, and then internally, um, I would be, I think that would be interesting to attend a, a, a hearing itself. I guess we would need the permission of the um, applicants to sit in and listen, but um, that sounds like a great idea to me. Um, and then internally for our study session, for the chair and for all of us, I think one topic we can just throw on there is um, our internal protocols for when we might be approaching no quorum, just so that we're all clear on how that works. And um, I think the cancellation last time was the first time um, in a long time that that's happened. So we can just review um, how we'll alert each other, and then if we have to cancel before, we have to cancel before. Um, no comments for me. Thank you all for a great meeting. Nice to see everybody back. Um, and I did want to also address last meeting. So I know there were folks that were even texting me what happened. And so for those that showed up or those that, you know, tuned in or intended on it, you know, we do apologize. You know, I think emergencies arose. Um, and so, you know, thanks for bearing with us during that time. Um, the Halloween uh, extravaganza or carnival, as the city calls it, I think was amazing last night. Um, I particularly enjoyed what Emerald Village did regarding the... Um, the cannabis area, I'm gonna, the cannabis lounge. Um, it was really good to see so many of our, um, our WeHo businesses there making money. Um, Off the Charts was there, Artist Tree, The Woods, um, some of the brands, we Weeds Map, Dab Woods. I mean, it was, it was a really phenomenal experience. Uh, it was very chill compared to walking out into the festival, and so it was a good reprise uh, before the madness. But he, it, both of them were, were just phenomenally done. I think the city did a really good job of hearing residents and the community about, you know, folks being in their neighborhoods and sort of that being an issue. I, I didn't see that as much, or really at all. There were barriers, at, you know, along Santa Monica, keeping folks from going into the streets. There were barriers coming down off of uh, Holloway and I think further up um, on Fountain. Um, and so I thought they, you know, that it, it just came together and was execu executed really well. Um, and I had a good time and I was, I think, home by eight. So I don't know what happened after that, uh, but before that, I'll tell you, it was fantastic. <laughs> um, and I also agree that a, a, um, attending a hearing would be really, really awesome. I know I've requested a, a few times to watch them, but being present, I think, would also just give di a different light and different perspective. Um, and with that, 
I am going to adjourn tonight's meeting. Um, the next meeting of the Rent Stabilization Commission is November 9th at 7 p.m. in the West Hollywood uh, Council Chambers. Uh, good night.
West Hollywood is always known for being such a huge dog-friendly area. I've been here for almost nine years, and I love bringing forward to the park. Coming out today was so fun to see all the dogs in their costumes and their owners in their matching outfits. There's so many components of parks make life better, and one of those is the human factor, interacting with the public, then also everyone comes with their family. Part of their family includes pets, so it's beautiful to see the interaction and part of recreation professional.
West Hollywood is always known for being such a huge dog-friendly area. I've been here for almost nine years, and I love bringing forward to the park. Coming out today was so fun to see all the dogs in their costumes and their owners in their matching outfits. There's so many components of parks make life better, and one of those is the human factor, interacting with the public, then also everyone comes with their family. Part of their family includes pets.